ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stunning Steve Barber. And joining me as always is my awesome co-host, Delicious Dwayland Davis. Hey, everybody. Like your shirt, shirt says, just do just it. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. And what we're going to do today is we're going to look back at the year 2022 because, mm-hmm. well, I don't know, in wrestling, I think it was kind of, may have been kind of boring. I don't know. Nothing happened at all. No, nothing. Just, <laughs> nothing. Oh, nothing at all. You know, so just some of the, uh, at least one of the biggest news stories ever in wrestling. Yeah. You know, along with a couple other ones, which would have been really big had they not been overshadowed by <laughs> the big one. Yep. Woo. And, you know, we'll just kind of take a look at wrestling in general. And then also, you know, how the show itself has actually kind of evolved quite a bit from where yeah. it was, you know, last year at this time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'll go ahead and get this out of the way early, you know, get our contact listening info because I have notes and I have a lot of notes and you can, <laughs> I mean, um, but if you would like to email the show, but anything at all, if you, if you want to give us any kind of suggestions, if you have any kind of comments, anything like that whatsoever, email the show at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Instagram also at armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. You can find us on TikTok at armchairbooking. Yeah, we, we seriously need to do something with that at some point because I've been trying yeah, and yeah. I just cannot think of anything to record, but I will, but I will. Um, if, if you're watching on YouTube, that's the only video platform that I know of that we're on. But as far as audio platforms go, we are on just about any kind of audio platform you can think of. If we're not there, let us know. We will do what we can to get ourselves added. And and I'm still trying to get us on Pandora and just not having any luck. I don't know what the trick is that. It's weird. You got to go to it through another third party. Yeah. yeah, it's odd. But if you um, want to find Dwaylon on social media, you can always go to his Twitter at fat underscore daddy 73 because he is fat daddy. His wife, Hope, is Big Mama, and they also That's have right. their YouTube and TikTok, which is Big and Fat. Big Mama, Fat Daddy. Get it? Yeah, see? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I see yeah. what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find merch for this podcast at tpublic.com slash user slash armchair-booking-podcast. You can also find my other podcast, my non-wrestling podcast, which is the Cubicle Chat. Just go do a search on it. And as a bonus, if you go to apple podcasts and if you give us a five-star rating and a review a written review we will read it on the air and that's right we, we've and we've done it we've and done we it have, yeah. yeah we have done it um and i know there's actually a review that is due to come in anytime it's from one of our friends in canada i finally saw the review on another website which actually gives the ratings of what you are mm-hmm. uh in the uk and ireland and the u.s and his review showed up there on that site but it has not showed up okay. in the apple podcast app it's really really odd that's weird so, yeah yeah but but either way you know uh spotify you can't actually give a rating you just can't give a review but if you want to send us feedback you know like i said armchair booking podcast at gmail.com <clears throat> mm-hmm. and i will if, as long as you tell me we're five stars now if you tell us we suck you know i don't know if i'll <laughs> You know, I just got me honest with you. Uh, but the five stars, yeah, I will definitely read those in the air. Send it to Dwayland. He'll read it on the air. Absolutely. You know, so um, I think I've gotten everything. 
I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, uh, real quick, I uh, kind of want to give an update on Ted. Uh, we always give a shout out to all the other podcasts, but this one's uh, a little special, a little different. We announced last week Ted and his family lost everything in a house fire. And yeah. there is there is a GoFundMe. I have posted the link for it. Uh, their goal was a thousand dollars. Well, when I donated, they were already close to four thousand. Wow! You know that's so that, great. That that tells you how yeah. well liked Ted is, and mm-hmm. and somebody had actually donated a thousand. Wow! Yeah, you know. So um, I'm glad because he's a he's a good dude. He really is, yeah, and is. I hate that. You know, especially I hate that for him anytime, but especially this time of the year. Yep. And you of all people know what it's like, unfortunately, to have that exact thing happen. So absolutely. Uh, but he has reached out to me and he told me, Thank you. He actually gave me the link. His son actually set up the GoFundMe. And, you know, so I, I made sure to pass it on Twitter and Facebook. So hopefully people were able to use that to donate even more. And mm-hmm. You know, just a super good dude all around. He is the true pod father. Everybody knows it. And, you know, you go uh, go check him out. He's he's kind of taking a little bit of a hiatus while this is going on, which I mean, yeah. I think everybody, you know, it's very understandable. Understandable. Yep. Um, you know, he's he only checked Twitter the other day just to check messages, basically. You know, because people he knew right. were sending him messages through Twitter. And we go check out his podcast. We go check out his, his back episodes, uh, The Hill Truth. Yeah, you know, just awesome, awesome podcast. You know, so, and we'll mention Ted some more along with some other podcasts as we uh, go through this because, man, I was looking through our episodes just to kind of start this off. Last year at this time, one year ago today, we had never done a video episode. True. Yeah. Our yeah, very we... first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our very first episode of the, this year was our very first on video. Mm-hmm. Um, we got brave and we were kind of encouraged by, well, watching other people put theirs on video and it's like, you know yeah. what? Yeah, um, they're, they're doing it. They're doing great. Let's go for it because, you know, we can't let this, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like you said, one day it's just too much face. But yeah, yeah, it's like that's why that's why we have the beards because it's yeah, it's just it's just too much face. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and you know, so we said, you know, we got to get over that, and and it's since then that's also evolved because when I first started doing first started doing the video, I was sitting at a totally different part of my house, and mm-hmm. and so it. Um, actually I was sitting in my living room, the, the front door was behind me. And unfortunately every once in a while, somebody would be walking through the door, taking the dogs out, Yeah, you know, and my son would always walk behind us at some point. Yeah. It's, I actually missed the Leighton walkthrough though. It's like, he would yeah. just kind of walk through, look at the camera and just like, keep going. Like, yep. I just wanted you to know I was here. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kyle used to call that the Leighton run in. Because even <laughs> every single episode, he would find at some point to run it, you know, to come in and make the right. And, you know, and that's, that was when I was actually recording it because it was just audio. I was recording mm-hmm. it just sitting in the bed because a lot of times we record it and then I'll immediately close the laptop and go to sleep. <laughs> you right. know, because of... Like, well, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> uh, it's time to go to sleep because, I mean, I was pretty pretty tire- tired by that time. 
you know, I'll just make right. sure it got up, it got uploaded correctly. And, and then I was like, okay. Um, I was like, I'll do the editing tomorrow, <laughs> you know? Um, and you know, so, but now I'm in my office and as you can tell, I mean, I have stuff behind me, <laughs> you know, I've got, uh, there's a bunch of Rubik's cube type puzzles. There's a couple of belts here, which we'll talk about them as well. Uh, brand new Christmas present that, you know, awesome. I should, uh, yeah, I sent, sent you that, that picture earlier, the Rubik's cube Funko pop. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was courtesy of, I believe my son picked that out. Okay, cool. Yeah. 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 Leighton actually picked that out. So, uh, which he knew I would like it. And I don't know if he expected me to give it back to him. You know? <laughs> he probably <laughs> because, did. Because he, I mean, he really collects Funko Pops, you know, oh, okay. you know that because every time he gets a new one, I'd send you a picture say, Hey, look mm-hmm. what you really got. Yeah. And, you know, because you collect Funko Pops, you yep. know, so uh, this just shows you we are multifaceted. We're not just about wrestling. Nope, not at all. Yep. Um, but since this is the wrestling show, uh, you can also see Chris Harris is right behind me still. And the New Day is right behind my head, too. Actually, the <laughs> New Day, um, they are right behind. Here are some cubes. Um, I can't really grab them without breaking my neck, but um, it's Chip and Dale Rubik's Cubes. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, Tawana actually got those the last time she was in Orlando. And oh, there's okay. appara- apparently there's a series of them. So Avery is, is actually going to get the rest of them, you know, because they, they weren't sure oh. if I like them. I'm like, they're cubes. They're Disney. Exactly. Of course I'm going to like them. Like, <laughs> you know, what's not so, to like? Yeah. Yep. So, so I have Chip and Dale. Apparently there's Mickey and Minnie and some other ones. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's some of the stuff for Christmas. I mean, uh, how was your Christmas? Uh, it was good. I got, my wife got me a replica of Thor's hammer, which is Ooh. sitting. Oh on my yeah, shelf you did right here. You sent me the picture. Yeah, of that. that's right. Um, I've got uh, Savannah got me a uh, Snoop Dogg Funko Pop. Uh, Caden got me uh, Polly from Sopranos. He got me the pop okay. of that one because they came out with a line of those. Um, Abby got me some earbuds. Um, Kids had a great Christmas. Hope had a good Christmas. So it was good. Well, heck yeah. And, whoo, and I'm just, uh, you know, when I was going through how we started, you know, with the video mm-hmm. and the very first one we did, and it was, it was almost kind of an experiment just to see how we would like it. And yeah. we did, we did a review of uh, day one, which, I'm, mm-hmm. I still don't know what to think about that pay-per-view, but either way, I mean, we. Uh, well, I don't know, but I know they're not doing another one because that, no. that got <laughs> taken off the schedule for next year. So, yeah. So, uh, but our very next um, podcast, our very next episode was something that we've tried to do again, just trying to get, but you, you have to get everybody's schedule aligned. It's when we mm-hmm. did the, um, I don't even know if you want to call it an interview, but it was Noah Gabriel and Sinclair Octavius Bentley, two of our favorite guests, actually, you know? Yeah. It was more of like a face to face. They had a match coming up at that time, uh, for the, uh, at the time Sinclair was the tri-state champion. Mm-hmm. Noah had been chasing him. And uh, we had we had them on the show for uh, kind of a face to face interview yep. between the you know with both of them. Um, I thought it went really well. 
Yep. It was like you said, it was the first one we'd done like that, but I'm look forward to doing more. Yep. It's a matter of trying to arrange. Um, yeah. Because we do it because they're promoting a match coming up, but that also means right. you you have you know you can't do it too far in advance. You mm-hmm. know, so you want to get it as close as possible, but you also want to get it usually. I think because we did that one on a Monday, you know, and the match was yeah. the following Saturday, which made yeah. perfect sense, you know. So right, um, and that one that was also, I believe, the only episode we've ever done or an interview with anybody, any kind of form like that, where it was one hundred percent kayfabe. Yes. I believe yep. you're right. Yep. Yep. Um, cause I mean, we've had some where it was kind of a mixture, you know, we've had some where it was 100% mm-hmm. not kayfabe. Um, yeah. And after the inner, you know, the debate, that's when we talked to Sinclair about our next big project that we've been talking about for a few months. Mm-hmm. And right. Sinclair was on board. Unfortunately, he couldn't make the, the, the actual thing. He couldn't but, make, yeah. You know, um, it was the panel show we had, and we had Joe Pro James, Devin Graves, and Matt Big Big Strong Mems. And it was for yeah. Black History Month, but it was them discussing mm-hmm. their experiences uh, right. in wrestling, you know, and some of the, the things they've been through being black. Right, you know, exactly. The best, best way, you know, I, I can't think of any other yeah. way to put it, you know. So, um, that one was a lot of fun. I think that one had me more nervous than any other show because <laughs> I really, really wanted it to go well, right? Um, and you know, for a lot of reasons, and um, and then we were able to have Sinclair on the next week because he wasn't right. able, he wasn't able to make the big panel show, um, but he still came back on, and the next time he came on. He was still Sinclair, and if you know him, he is one of the funniest people you could ever oh, God, be around. He is hilarious. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, love having him. I always love having him on the show because yeah, always guaranteed to have a good time. Sinclair is yep. on your show. Uh, but he has a. He's probably one of the most undersung people in wrestling. As far as he has a great mm-hmm. wrestling mind. Um. And he can yes. explain a lot of things, you know, from a rest, you know, what's really going on. And mm-hmm. he's, he's done that uh, before and we need to have him back on the show, but I mean, he, he stays busy. I don't know. <laughs> that man. He does. He, yeah. Whew, um, he's always busy. Yeah. He's always got the hustle going on. I mean, he's got like three or four jobs, you know? Uh, so, and of course wrestling, you know, well, he's got to, I mean, he's got to maintain that lifestyle. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I mean, um, but I could just, I was sitting there looking through real quick and I was making a count. And if I counted right, we had 15 episodes where we had guests. Wow. Yeah. Um, and we actually went through for a couple of months, we didn't have any guests. So if that tells you, I mean, how packed it yeah. was in the first half of the yeah. year. Yeah. Um, and I'll give the most notable ones, of course, Buff. Yeah. You know, Buff yep. Bagwell. Wildcat Chris Harris was yep. two day two days or the next it was either one day or two days later. I think um, it was two days later. Yeah. Yeah. Um Roger Ruffin. Roger Ruffin. Yep. Yep. 
and um, we had the return, you know, for one episode only. Well, so far, because I'm pretty sure he'll be he will be back again. I know that at some point. Um, Kyle, the former co-host, we had him yeah. as a guest yep. discussing um, Arn Anderson. Uh, that was a that was yeah. a good time, you know. Because that was the first time you and Kyle it actually was. met, and you know, so yeah. I mean, it was it was just nothing but fun talking about wrestling all around. But uh, like I say, <laughs> you know, some of the other guests we had. Um, here's the, the weird thing: we had Trey, and we had Jake. At the time, they mm-hmm. were on um, the TNC Sports Talk, uh, but the Jay and Trey. Shut yeah. up. Now neither one of them are even on that anymore. Now you know Justin is the right. only one, you know, doing the TNC Sports Talk. Which, by the way, I'm I'm repping his shirt right now. Um, and mm-hmm. he he hit me up the other day. He said he's shooting for Monday. Uh, bringing the show back. And oh, it's gonna cool. be, He's trying to go Monday through Friday. Um, like six to eight in the morning oh wow yeah oh, wow. i'm like i'm like well i can try because i mean he'll be on youtube i mean he'll be live mm-hmm. i'm like yeah well that's, that's during the time i drive to work <laughs> so yeah. I'm, yeah. i may not be able to catch all of it um you know but i'll certainly try and, and Justin, he's a very good speaker and you know he has a great sports mind and uh, mm-hmm. he's one of those dudes i mean he could just keep track of stats with like sports yeah. and i know he does a lot of research to make sure they know what's going on so uh, i'm looking forward to him being able to do that again um i still keep in touch with, touch with trey trey's actually going to be at the um the mount orb show on the seven. Oh, is he yep cool yep so um he's never been to mount orb he's never been to the the sports complex that they have there so um i did mm-hmm. give him a heads up because trey if you um, if y'all have kept, if anybody, if you've kept up with our show, we talked about Trey. Trey has muscular dystrophy, and mm-hmm. he uses a scooter, yep. you know, to get around. I did have to let him know. I was like, "Hey, the parking lot's gravel," and so I just want right. to give you a heads up so you don't get caught caught off guard by that. Um, and he's like, "Ooh, you know, thanks for letting me know." He said it should be fine. You know, it's just a matter, you know, the wheelchair and, and Courtney, his girlfriend. You know, she, um. You know, she does a lot of, I mean, she does a great job of making sure that he's taken care of, but, uh, but it's, yeah, it's just the parking lot. I mean, once they get inside, I mean, you know, it, it, they're golden. Um, right. But, you know, some of the other ones we've had, you know, this year, we've had Noah on a couple of times. We've had uh, Big Mama back on the show because she was promoting the, um, the women's revolution. Yeah. That was the pay-per-view, wasn't it? The women's, mm-hmm. yeah. Revolution Rising. Yeah. Try to think because there's there's so many pay per views or uh, actually for them it's not a, really a pay per view but it's their, a big event. Um, yeah, like something with very similar names, but they're the Women's Revolution. I think it was Revolution Rising. Uh that was a great great card. It had a match with Nikki Victory and Kylie Ray. That okay? Yeah. Oh my God, that match was amazing and you know now nikki victory you know she's been on aw dark a few times you know she was on yeah, there before then be, she's, she's becoming yeah, a regular she's to be a regular on there now yeah yep so 
Uh, if you've never seen Nikki Victory, go look her up. N-I-K-K-I Victory. And you won't be disappointed because she was one. Roger Ruffin said during the interview, he said, Nikki Victory has no ceiling. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but some of the other ones, we had Great King Titan. The last one we had, Mr. Destiny. Um, uh, who am I missing here? I know we've got some other ones because I'm trying to think. It was just this year because right before the new year, we were we were doing interviews like every week, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, you know what? I'll have to go back and actually look at the titles of the shows because, I mean, we've done so many of them that honestly I can't remember. Uh, but w- what are some of the things that you think of over the past year that, you know, kind of stands out to where, you know, where the, where we started to where we are now? Um, Just the growth in, you know, our YouTube channel. Well, I thank mm-hmm. you to everybody who has subscribed. I mean, our, you know, subscriber numbers on YouTube, you know, have jumped quite a bit. We were trying yep. to hit that hundred mark so we could have have an actual real URL instead of just the random, <laughs> yeah. you know, computer generated numbers they gave us. And well, we, by the way, we did that still, last time. It's still given. You can do a search. You can actually give a link with the URL. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, the random stuff is still kind of oh, okay. there. Yeah, so I, yeah. I guess we have both. I, I'm still not yeah. sure how that works. But I try. But at least people it. can search. At least people they can, can search, search and find it. Now. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the, you know, as far as on audio, the, the listens have been just, you know, how many people have been listening to us has grown quite a bit. That's been amazing also. Um, and quite a few different countries too, because, uh, we're starting to grow yeah. a listener base in Canada. Thank you to, uh, BC and, um. Oh, dude, I'm getting so old. BC and <laughs> oh, I feel like such a idiot because they just had us on their show. We had a great time. Um, Jay, is it Jay? No, yeah. Oh God, they were such great guys too. When he had the, all the the belts behind him, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm drawing a blank as well, and I, I apologize for that because we did we had a great time on that show, and we're trying to get them on our show as well. Yeah, Jay Jay Myers, BC Hunter Jay Myers, yeah. duh. Uh, say it every week, and I don't know if it's just you know Christmas, New Year's, lame duck week. Uh, just kind of got me. Yeah, it it's been a long few weeks. So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because some of the stuff at work, you know, going from back in September, in October, you know, all of a sudden they're like, hey, can we mm-hmm. give those updates? And it's like, really? Do you really need that updated? You know, and of course, this yeah, is coming from way up. Right now. It's like, do you even yeah. need it? You know, because we're trying, you know, and this, of course, they hit right right the time when everybody is taking vacation because they have vacation days mm-hmm. they burn. You know, so. Right. Um. But yeah, uh, BC and Jay, you know, uh, we hit that 100 subscriber right after we were on their show. So, mm-hmm. yep. um, it was that, you know, I think that actually contributed to it because, uh, I mean, we tripled like overnight, you know, so I think that that had a lot oh, to yeah. do with it. Um, 
a coworker of mine, she dropped a link. You know, she's a big gamer. She doesn't even watch wrestling, but you know, she did mm-hmm. me a solid and she dropped the link in one of her message boards. And she's like, Hey, go follow, you know, go subscribe to my buddy's page. If you're, especially if you're a wrestling fan, you know, I say, I think that yep. may have been a contributor. And um, so we've, we've come to find out we've got people who have been kind of looking, looking out for us. And so I try to look out for them as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, BC and J, I mean, they, uh, they put on a great show, Wrestling With The Truth. You have Ted, The Hill Truth, and then you have Wrestling With The Truth. But yeah, they're out of Nova Scotia. I've mm-hmm. noticed that that our listeners in Canada have actually increased, you know, some. Um, yeah. We have some listeners in India. Like, quite a few listeners in India. Um, some listeners in the, in the United Kingdom. And I say United because we were hitting them up in Scotland and in England. You know, so it wasn't just, mm-hmm. you know, um, well, now it's over the past 30 days, it's just been in England, but we have hit some in Scotland as well. You know, and then some other places, I mean, like right. onesie twosies, you know, here and there all over the United States. Um, cause I could just pull that up and look and I'm like, Oh, look, you know, some people in Wyoming who listen to us. Awesome. You know, um, uh, yeah. now sometimes I want to tell people, can you like email us and let us know who you are? Because we like to know who our listeners are so we can kind of, yeah, give them a shout out, tell them right. hi if we can, and you know, so um but what else? I mean, yeah, because I mean this it's hard to pinpoint. There's not been just one big thing. There's been like a lot of things, you know, I I feel. Yeah. Um, as far as in wrestling itself, um probably the biggest story probably that there's <laughs> ever been was the Vince yeah. McMahon scandal. I mean Yeah. That I mean that is my you number know, one. <laughs> Wall Street News was the one who broke the story and just wow. Um it was just crazy. And it was like just, every uh, every couple I mean, of days it was something new added to it. Yeah, yeah, there was just more and more getting added to it. And it was like okay. It's like you now everybody had their opinions of Vince, but nobody expected this type of behavior. And I mean, he spent, you know, tens of millions of dollars of basically hush money to keep these women from, you know, telling their story of their encounters with him. And it's like, mm. and not just him, but, uh, Oh, clown shoes. John Laurinaitis was involved in that as well. <laughs> of course, he was the first one on the chopping block, which we knew he would be. But yeah. I, hopefully, John Laurinaitis is never involved in professional wrestling again. Hopefully, Vince McMahon is no no longer involved is not involved in professional wrestling again. Um, which he was trying to make. He's trying to make a comeback, and then yet another story came out another you know another woman came forward talking about how much you know you know she had been paid to keep quiet and things like that and it's like Vince and like however they want to spin it is them you know it's a corporate thing corporate corporate culture or whatever they want to spin it like Vince McMahon just gracefully retired and all this because he was 77 years old which 
when he stepped down, he hadn't turned 77 yet, even though he tweeted that at 77, it was time to, you know, step away. No, you basically, you step down in disgrace because you stepped down before they could make you step down. Yep. Um, there's the back door. Please quietly exit. Yeah. Please quietly quietly leave or we'll just publicly make you leave, which choice is yours. So yeah. he chose the quieter route. Um but and it still came out in public. <laughs> that is it, it still came out, but yeah. it is definitely a stain on the legacy of not only Vince McMahon, but the legacy of WWE as a whole. Um I do think with Triple H at the helm, I think they can move past that as long as they don't give in and let Vince come back because those, you know, these actions are extremely serious and very, very predatory. And Mm -hmm. that's just disgusting, the things that we found out. Yeah, because when you mentioned John Laurinaitis, Vince was having, well, one of his many affairs that they were, you know, having to file non-disclosure agreements mm-hmm. with. Well, they didn't have to file, but they, they were filing non-disclosure agreements with. Well, one of the things, they, he, after he got done yeah. with her, he's like, he passed her on to John Laurinaitis. And it's like. Yeah, it's like. It's like, these are, these are women. These are human beings. Mm-hmm. It's not just it's not a pair of shoes you're letting your buddy borrow or, you know, tools or whatever. It's like, you don't just pass somebody on to someone else. And, uh, just, uh, uh, and, and of course, if you notice when Lauren Ice came back, all of a sudden you saw the quality of the women's product go. Yep. Ever since yep, he's left. he went back to the same MO. Yep. Yeah, but I want, the, it's, it's got know, even better than the what it was before. women's division in WWE. Oh, yeah, because John Laurinaitis, as soon as he came back, yeah, he started with the, you know, quantity over quality type thing and was only worried about the women's sex appeal and not what they could do in the ring or on the microphone, and the product suffered. And then once he got ousted, hopefully for the last time, Imagine all of a sudden the women's division goes back up in quality and they quit focusing so much on the sex appeal and more on the in-ring work and the character work and things like that. And imagine that it got better. And was this, did the Queen's crown tournament, was that part of this year or was that, like closer to the end of last year because I'm it's all kind of a blur to me now. Uh, no, I think it was. Um, let me look because I can't remember. I was thinking it was this year, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't want to tell anybody anybody wrong. Uh, and while you're looking up, I mean, just um, for those. You know, people. You know, all the people who who don't necessarily know what we're, we're referring to the WWE. They had a they had two tournaments going on at the same time. 
you know, it, it wasn't like a one night tournament. It was it was spread out over a couple of weeks. You had the King of the Ring, which was the men's tournament, and those were good knockhart, you know, solid matches, you know, uh, good like 10, 15 minute matches. And then you had the Queen's Crown tournament, which grand total yeah. of what was it, eight matches, seven matches, you know, um, it was a yeah. grand total of like fifteen minutes, period, like cumulative. Yeah. So that was absolutely ridiculous. It was last year, actually. It was last year. Okay, because yeah. I, I know the last the last um, match was mm-hmm. in Saudi, but I couldn't remember if it was at Crown Jewel or if it was their other event they do. Uh, but it must have been a Crown Jewel. No, it was toward the end. They started the tournament. Yeah, they started the tournament like um, in October of last year. And then, yeah, Crown Jewel was where the finals happened. And, uh, but yeah, just another indictment to the poor booking of the women's division under John Laurinaitis. So, but like I said, I mean, they they were the women's division. It was, you know, like you're playing pole position. You remember that game back in the day? Oh, yeah. 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 You know, you've read it. Your time has run out, but your car, you haven't ran out of gas yet. And you're like not hitting the brake. And it, but as soon as you hit the finish, yeah. like you're, you know, all of a sudden you're going again. Yep. That's what it feels like. Yep. He left and the wind, whoop, you know, we just got another lap. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Like you said, old clown shoes. And I like what's been happening lately with the women's division. However, before he stepped down or was asked to step down, before Vince was asked to step down, one of the biggest travesties in women's wrestling and really wrestling period happened when they asked the, at the time, the women's tag team champions, they had them in some kind of gaunt, yes. some kind of match. They were going to put them in that. They weren't even defending their title and they were going to have them again, going against each other for some ridiculous meaning nothing, but, so they walked well, out. We had a whole show devoted to that one when they walked out, yeah. and they still haven't returned. Yep. That was Sa- Sasha Banks and Naomi. Yeah. Gone. Yep. Um, yeah, and that was just, yeah, because they wanted to, you know, they won the, they won the titles, you know, were putting in the work to bring some prestige these championships that honestly WWE had never done well with or right. never seemed like they cared about. So, uh, you know, Sasha and Naomi were trying to bring prestige back to these championships. Yeah. So their bright, the company's bright idea is to book them in matches against Ronda Rousey, who was the raw women's champion at the time and have both of them lose not defend their tag titles against any team, have them in singles matches against Ronda Rousey, and then both of them would lose to put over Ronda Rousey. But Ronda was the champion. So shouldn't you be getting put over on your way to the championship? Not not once you're champion, <laughs> then you have to have more established stars put you over. Now, Joy, when like, you know that, I didn't that think that makes too much sense. I mean, you know that makes too much sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I mean, they 
put the they put the belts on Laurinaitis's desk. They walked out. Neither one of them have been back. Uh, from what I understand, Sasha's contract is up. Um, they couldn't agree on money, basically because she knows her worth, and, and they're not willing to pay her for the, for it. So she's she's not coming back. She doesn't have to. Uh, she is uh, going to be at Wrestle Kingdom, New Japan's mm-hmm. biggest show, beginning of January, uh, which is and this is supposed to set off a feud with her and Kyrie Sane over the IWGP Women's Championship. So that's amazing. Um, Naomi's Naomi's still kind of in limbo uh, because from what I understand, she doesn't know if she wants to come back because coming back with Sasha is now no longer an option. So, and then they don't have, the company doesn't have anything for her but she's still kind of in the company's good graces because she's married to Jimmy Uso. So I don't know where it's going to go with Naomi. I would love to see her back in the ring, but I'd love to see her join the bloodline because it would make sense. Oh yeah. I don't know know why they didn't do that. I don't know why they didn't do that with, with her and when Nia Jax was there, I don't understand why yeah, they didn't guess, add them because they're, they're related. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, but yeah, we again, yeah, of course, we did a whole episode just based on the Sasha and Naomi when they walked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the other yeah. big news, actually, you know what? If I start at the beginning of the year, you know, something we actually forgot about because we haven't really mentioned it since because all these other huge things have been happening. But at the time, this was kind of big, but it didn't make the headlines like I think the way it should. When Shane McMahon got fired. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, what, on what culture? Uh, they called him the sweatiest man alive. Because, uh, <laughs> I mean, Shane could walk to the ring and he's just pouring sweat. Uh, Shane thinks he's the toughest man in the world. Booked him, tried to book himself to be the biggest star in the Royal Rumble this past year. Uh, booked himself to go strike for strike with Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted to book himself to go strike for strike with Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar vetoed that real quick. Was uh, like, yeah. no, we're not doing that. Um, basically, Shane just booked tried to book the rumble around himself. And as soon as he got eliminated and went to the back, he was fired by his father. Yep. Um, because I mean, I will say that, I mean, I had that actually did get me, um, get Vince some respect points from me because he's like, I don't care if you're my son, mm-hmm. you know, that was ridiculous. And you just made a mockery of the, <laughs> yeah. This man's telling yeah. somebody else, you just made a mockery of making a mockery. Yeah. Uh, but he and did. I mean, not that, only it was horrible. That yeah. that was the worst. And not, I'd have to say that's probably the worst rumble I've ever seen. Same. And I've they, and they've had some poor ones over the they've had some bad years, ones. but that one was just. Uh, but it wasn't just Shane's behavior in the rumble match. It was the way he was treating agents and stuff and people backstage. Like he was, you know. 
being extremely rude and aggressive with, with agents who didn't agree with how he wanted to book the Rumble. And just Shane has just gotten extremely full of himself and thinks he's this world-class professional wrestler. And it's like, dude, you've been a, you've been a solid, not even part-time wrestler at best. You're not on the level of these men who do this 300 days a year. So right. stop trying to put yourself on that level. Just because you're the boss's son does not mean that you're on that level because you haven't put in that work. Right. And yes, we know you jump off the top of a hell in a cell like once or twice a year. And then you take a lot of time to recover from that. The other guys exactly. who are doing that, they're wrestling the very next night. And so, uh-huh. yeah, so yep. they are tougher than you are. I mean, I and I say that with a straight face. They are tougher than him. You can just see <laughs> yeah. it. Right there's the proof. Oh, yeah. And, and especially when he's ooh. trying to match himself up to Matt Riddle, who is a, you know, former UFC fighter, and Brock Lesnar, who is legitimately probably the greatest combat sport athlete ever. And it's like, how do you think you're going to match up with either of these two guys? Two legitimate strikers, and you think you're going to match up with them? It's like, no. You know, no. I don't even remember who won the Rumble. I mean, I'm being dead honest. But I do not remember who won the Rumble because it was that bad. I tried to put it out. It was, it was, it was Brock. Was it Brock? Brock won the Rumble. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I could not Brock, I couldn't remember. Brock lost the WWE title earlier that night. And then, and then went the was rumble, in the rumble right. and won the rumble, which mm-hmm. would have made for a good story had it not already been used a couple years before by Becky Lynch. There you go. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't think she lost the title that yep. night, but I mean, I knew she lost the match, and then she had. Or so yeah, I remember she ended up having to submit to Oscar. Yeah, she was challenging for the SmackDown Women's Title. Uh, ended up having to submit to the Oscar lock, but then was it um Lana. Oh I drawing the blank. Rusev's wife. Um Lana. Lana. Yeah. Yeah. Lana Lana got injured and uh (laughs) Lana got injured. (laughs) Becky took her place ended up winning. It was much more interesting when Becky did it than when Brock did it. Yep, but that's a very well. I want to say it's a very forgettable rumble, but unfortunately, I can't forget the fact that it just was horrible. Um, but something else, I, I don't. I have. Yeah. I still haven't watched. There's another match that I still have not watched. I don't know if I want to watch it. Ric Flair had what was advertised as being his last match. Oh, I've heard that that match was okay on flair's part i've heard that match was terrible yeah you know andrade jay lethal jeff jared they carried that match they did the best they could but flair just looked from the clips that i've seen i've never been able to see the entire match but just the clips that i've seen it's just it's sad it's extremely sad and it's a a giant blemish on the career of the greatest world champion wrestling has ever seen. Um, just to, it's like, you got to know when to stop. 
and Flair still at you know mid seventies has not learned when to stop. And he puts on you know he puts on this match. They make a big deal of it. You know it was the same weekend as SummerSlam. It was Sunday at the uh, I think it was at the Municipal Auditorium in Nashville. And they had a good card. They had a good undercard, but that was the main event was Flair and Andrade versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. And Flair even faked a heart attack during the match. It's like, dude, you're, you're, you're this close to having a real one anyway. Why would you do that? I mean, you were just at death's door, you know, not too long ago, legitimately at death's door. He was hospitalized. They didn't think he was going to make it. Then you pretend to have a heart attack in this match that you never should have been in in the first place. Um, it's just, it's just sad. It was just to me, it was just a money grab because they knew people would buy. They knew they'd sell that out, and people would buy tickets to see Flair's last match. They knew they'd sell pay-per-views, and it's like, for what? I mean, if you paid for it to see the undercard, then okay. But if you paid for it to see the main event and watch Ric Flair wrestle, then you you got robbed because all you saw was a sad old man barely able to go. And it was also Jeff Jarrett's last match. But, of course, that was kind of lost in all the hype. Yeah. Yeah. It was supposed to be Jeff Jarrett's last match, but actually he has wrestled in AEW's. Ah, okay. Because so, him and him, him and Jeff, him and Jay Leaf have become a tag team and they're chasing the tag tops. Okay. Oh, you know, speaking of SummerSlam, I'd say as far as like personal wrestling things, I don't think that anything could top that for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, for me, that was oh. my first like WWE pay per view. It was in Nashville. You know, me and my wife went. It was like my, it was my birthday present. My birthday's in July. Uh, SummerSlam was the end of July. So it was, it was just awesome. We had a great time and it was just an amazing atmosphere. The show was good. Um, it was just just a great time. It was awesome. One of my one of my bucket list things I was able to knock off. And you made contact with the guys from the Wrestling Society podcast, and we've we've actually, I know, did, um, yeah. Um, because then it was it was a couple months later, but I mean they all of a sudden you were hitting us up, and we we're trying to arrange something with them as well. Um, yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of conflicts with all of our schedules, though, uh, just because when everybody is available to record. So I really yeah. hope we can. Yeah, I mean, I really, really hope we can get something going with them because uh, I think that'll be another great time because they're they. Yeah, I hope so. They've got some like some like really grand ideas and I'm like, wow. OK, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, even yeah. if I can't be involved, which I'd love to be involved, definitely keep an eye on it because, I mean, I mean, they think big i mean we think big don't get me wrong you know we're always trying to grow but i mean they they're thinking like like really big yeah and you know so i mean now i didn't have that but i did go to um a couple of events in chillicothe ohio they were put on by um bobby fulton you formerly of the fantastics and cancer survivor bobby fulton i just figured i'd 
throw that in there. Mm-hmm. Um, had a couple of yeah, fan yep. fests. Oh, the fan fest. Uh, the first one we went to, and I, I took my son. And at first, he was like, I don't know who any of these people are. And then he pulled up his phone. <laughs> and then he pulled up his phone, and he, and he went to Wikipedia, and he started punching in the names. And then after a couple of them, he said, oh, my God, these people are famous. And I'm like, yes. I said, that's why we're here. Um, and, <laughs> and I mean, yeah. and then, I mean, um, this was just a couple of days after we interviewed Buff Bagwell also. And so mm-hmm. I was able to actually meet him in person and gave him one of our shirts that you can get at tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. I want to throw that in there. And yeah, we got, we got to meet him the whole, the entire, well, a couple of guys at the NWO met Tully Blanchard and JJ Dillon, you know, had a picture made with them, met Barry Wyndham, did, didn't yeah. get a picture made with him, but met Barry Wyndham. Right. You know, I uh, met, talked to Ricky Steamboat for a while, you know, super nice guy. And he was right beside Tommy Rich. And then I bought that belt, one of the belts sitting behind me. Yeah. The NWA, 10 pounds, of 10 pounds of gold right here. And I bought that belt and wildfire Tommy Rich, a former NWA champion. And that was the belt that he wore. He mm-hmm. signed it, you know, um, and I talked to Ricky Steamboat and I was like, was this the belt that you had? I said, he's like, nope. He said, I had the the big gold. I was like, mm-hmm. uh, cause I would have had him sign it too, but it, it just, Oh yeah. You know, but I mean, he got it. I mean, but, um, but they were all super great you know, to my son, you know, after he really understood, I mean, I was like, that's Ricky Steamboat. Like, you don't get it. I mean, that's former world champion, former intercontinental champion, because he had the intercontinental belt and right. you know, took a picture with them. I mean, um, then the next time, you know, we went, you know, cause I, and I know I'm, I'm missing some other people that, you know, we met as well. Uh, the next time we went, it was like six months later, we met the perfect 10 baby doll, Nicola Roberts, who we've been trying to get mm-hmm. her on the show. Um, her schedule is yeah. very, very tight. I mean, she stays real busy. Um, and so, but, you know, but she is willing to come on the show. She, you know, she said she would, but we just have to, you know, we have to arrange it well ahead of time. We can't, this, right. a lot of, a lot of the people we get on, I mean, we yeah. can't usually schedule it within like a week or two with her. We're going to have to really push that out. And so, uh, and it has to be like, we, ha- we'd have to, oh, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. basically have to take time off from work to do it because that's just the way her schedule is. So, and but we always try to we <laughs> yeah, you know we we've yeah. always been we we're flexible. We try to revolve it around there. So, um, I met Sam mm-hmm. Houston at the first one, and he was also because speaking of Nicole Roberts, you know, you got to mention her ex husband Sam Houston. He was at both oh, events. Oh, yeah. You know, um, Jake Roberts was at this one. Uh, he was extremely nice uh he actually talked to Layton for a little bit you know just ask him how he's doing how he was enjoying it i awesome. mean super nice guy and um met kane and he you know i mentioned to kane i was like hey it's like you know um you both had that in common i said you were both born in military bases overseas and he's like what and you know so him and Layton were talking about that <laughs> and, <laughs> so but though that was now both those events were just great I mean, just being able to meet um, all these, you know, these yeah. guys and girls that, I mean, we watched on TV when we were growing up and now here they are. And 
but some of the things that I saw was cool. And I mentioned this on the, uh, the episode that we recorded right after all those was when you see the wrestlers and I, and I want to say it, Shane Douglas and the warlord were the two I saw doing this when Shane Douglas walked up to the warlord mm-hmm. and warlord stood up and grabbed him, gave him a big old hug, you know, and things like that. And then, and that's when you got to yeah. remember, I mean, we see them as, you know, the people, and we've, we talked about this on the wrestling with the truth, but then they see each other. It's like, Hey Shane, Hey Terry, because I think the warlord, his real name is Terry. Yeah. You yeah. know, and they were happy to see, I mean, and so they know each other on a human level, not just a performer level. Professional. Yeah. Yes. And, and I thought that was, you know, also pretty cool. Um, but that was like my big wrestling, um, things I was, going to a lot, <coughs> I was going to a lot of nwf shows love going to the nwf shows mm-hmm. it's always a good time um, that's one of my goals for this year is to uh, make it up your way and go to an nwf show well you know you always got a place to stay here yeah um you know if you get here before avery comes back that's in April, late april by the way uh mm-hmm. you can always sleep in her room if she's back well you'll probably just have to sleep on the couch <laughs> right <laughs> you, you know <laughs> Um, I'll be sure to bring my CPAP machine because yeah, bring your CPAP. Sleep without it. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I mean, I, I got the CPAP. My wife has a CPAP. You know, we're a bunch <laughs> of CPAP people. Um, now, a dog may look at look at or the one of the dogs may look at you kind of funny, like, you know, who's that? You know, yeah, but who's that guy? Who's that guy? Um, <clears throat> you know, fortunately, I don't have any neighbors who, as far as I know, may wonder. Yeah, we saw the guy, but there's something about him. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, fortunately, I don't think we have any, not that I've seen, right. you know, that are like that. So, and if they are like that, they haven't said anything to me. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. good, you know, because um, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I so, do. Yep. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, you got to come up there and catch an NWF show. And I know the NWF talent roster will be extremely happy if you could meet yeah them. yeah because they have met you across zoom they've mm-hmm. never met you in person um, right but of course you've met Devin, obviously Devin graves yep yep you we know, used to work knew, together yeah yeah so you knew Devin outside of wrestling you know mm-hmm. so um yeah, he's another great interview I, I, we need to get him oh, yeah. on the show too um yep. and because last time when we had him on the panel he had a, a belt behind him. And the first thing I said yeah. before we start recording, I was like, you got gold. He's like, I got gold. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> um, but some of the other big stories, the big meltdown in AEW with CM Punk and then all the executives. Yeah. Uh, brawl out is what they're calling it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, you know that when you slept an executive title on somebody it's not just a title there are certain expectations as far as your behavior yeah and and everybody was out of line it's like some people are like some people are defending the elite and you know putting all Mm. the blame on cm punk it was blame on both sides everybody was extremely unprofessional from cm punk and the way he conducted himself during the media scrum um the way he conducted himself in the locker room afterwards, the way the elite confronted him and, you know, their behavior, a steel biting Kenny Omega. Um, (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. Throwing a chair, hitting Nick Jackson in the face. It's like, 
all of this could have been avoided. All of this could have been taken care of with a sit down conversation and for CM Punk to be professional in front of the media and mm-hmm. just, you know, give the post-match interview and leave your other thoughts, you know, for your Twitter page or whatever. But he took it too far with what he was saying to the media. And then you don't badmouth your, you don't badmouth your, some of your bosses to the media, <laughs> but then your bosses don't, don't bum rush you at the, at your locker room either. So it's like everybody was at fault and yeah, everybody was equally at fault. So yeah. I don't know where CM Punk's future lies. Um, rumor had it that he was trying to get a buy out of his contract and they wouldn't, AEW wouldn't do that. But of course that's all speculation. Yep. Of course the elite are finally back from suspension. Um, putting on a great series of matches with death triangle over the world trios championship. Um, like professionally inside the ring, three of the best wrestlers you're going to find with the elite, the young bucks and Kenny Omega outside the ring. They need to conduct themselves better as executives. Mm-hmm. One, my opinion is it's hard. You've seen over the years, it is hard for talent to be an executive also and keep those and keep those two roles separate. I mean, we've seen it with Flair. We've seen it with Dusty. We've seen it with Kevin Nash. We've seen it with a lot of guys over the years to where, oh, well, I'm a booker or, you know, I'm an executive in the company, but I'm also a wrestler and I'm also wanting to get my spotlight and championships and things like that. And then it kind of just, it blurs that line. It's like, where does the executive stop and the wrestler begin and vice versa? Right. And I mean, I do get the adage of, well, I know if I put the belt on me, I'm not going anywhere. But uh, I get that. And it worked a little while for Vern Gagne. But if, if you're going that route, you need to take lessons from Vern Gagne because that's a lot of what destroyed the AWA. That's mm-hmm. a lot of what, because Vern was so paranoid that everybody would leave that he wanted to put the belt on. He just kept putting it on himself and himself and Nick Rockwinkle. Yeah. You can't grow your company if you don't spread the championship around because people will get tired of the same person. If you don't believe us, look at John Cena. Mm -hmm. People get tired of the same person with the championship all the time. Look at Triple H's reign of terror. Yes. You know, back in like 2002 to 2004, people were, people were exhausted with Triple H being the world heavyweight champion. And it's like, you've got to spread that around. And I, and I know people will be like, well, Roman's been champion for, you know, three years, but it's been interesting is the yeah. thing. The whole thing with Roman from him turning heel to forming the bloodline to the stuff with, you know, Sami Zayn, the SummerSlam match with Brock Lesnar. All of that has been interesting. As long as it's interesting, I don't mind a champion holding a belt for a long time. But if it's just boring and makes no sense, why keep the title on somebody? And 
they're not hot potatoing the belt the way that they have in the past. Exactly. Which is, you know, which is a good thing. Yeah. I mean, they can say, well, Roman Reigns, well, he's only held the belt, what, four times now? Yeah, but just uh, one of uh, Yeah, I think this is, yeah. And, but I think it's four, his, or maybe five. Um, But it's at least four. We know that. So, and. Yeah, at, yeah, at least four. And his reign now is more time cumulative, you know, or is more time with the belt than the cumulative time of the rock and stone cold combined, I would guess. Yes. Um, because the yep. rock, you were absolutely because, yeah, the rock didn't hold I mean, the, the belt rock had that long. 10 I mean, world title reigns. No, I think, I think they said that the, the rocks whole entire title reign combined 10 time, 10 time world champion was more, probably wasn't even a year, maybe a little over 200 days because they hot potatoed the title so much during the attitude era. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Austin this held one. it six times again, hot potatoed the title during the attitude era. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. Um, um, I think going by number of days, Bruno San Martino, of course, is number one. Um, Hogan, number yep. two, Backland, number three, mm-hmm. Cena. Yep. Um, Pedro Morales, Pedro Morales, his one reign was a thousand twenty six. Yeah, because like the the list that they always give, and I looked up, was Roman is has the fifth longest world championship reign, like single reign, not cumulative. Single reign, right. Uh, in WWE history. Sent one single reign. There's Backlund, um, Pedro. I mean, there's San Martino, Pedro, Backlund, Hogan, Reigns. Mm-hmm. Um, he's already passed up the rock as far as, like, days. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he's passed Austin already too. Um, not well. This only says 388 days plus. I'm like, he's held it longer than that. I thought. Who Austin? Well, you know no, what? Because but during the attitude this... era, he he would only hold it a few months at a time, and then he'd lose it, and then get it back, or like his well, last title reign, his very last one, he was in. Uh, 2001, he lost to Kurt Angle. That was right after 9-11. He lost to Kurt Angle. Then the next week on Raw, he won it back. So he, you know, he lost the title. Six days later, he wins it back. You know what? They're um, the Universal Championship. They're not including Reigns' number of days Mm -hmm. with that. You know, so... um, Mm -hmm. So maybe that's part. That's why it's saying only 380 a day for Reigns, and I'm like, that's not right. That's that cannot be right. Um, yeah. So yeah. the Universal title is not included as part of that. That's a totally separate thing. But it should still. Uh, I don't care. I just wish they would unify those titles and just be yeah, done with it. Yeah, it should still count. A lot of that though is 
corporate stuff because Fox wants a world champion on their mm-hmm. show. USA Network wants a champion on their show. Unless you can get these two TV entities to agree, then they're never going to unify the championship, truly unify the championship, because they want world champions on each show. Well, and see, this I think is it when makes you go... more sense to have just one, one, one champion. Yeah, it goes one. back and forth. Yeah, exactly. Just like they do with the tag titles. I mean, right now the tag titles are unified, and nobody's clamoring for a set of tag titles on Raw and a set of tag titles on SmackDown because they know that's that wasn't working. But by having the Usos be the undisputed tag team champions, they float back, back and forth. Yep. Speaking of the Usos, one of my biggest things um, in this, I don't know if everybody would consider it's kind of a big news story, but Sami Zayn, him becoming part of the bloodline has just been absolute gold. Oh my God. It has been so good. It has been amazing. It has been great for Sami Zayn's career because for the longest, it was like he was stuck in the mid card when we knew he was so much better than that. Not just the in ring stuff, which he is an excellent professional wrestler. I've watched him since he was El Generico in uh, Ring of Honor. Excellent professional wrestler. But his wrestling knowledge and how to hold a crowd, the crowd's attention in the palm of your hand, his mic skills, his mannerisms, all of that is, if people, if newer wrestlers want to take a lesson of how to get yourself over, watch Sami Zayn since he's joined the bloodline. Because that's how you do it. That's how you get yourself over. And he finally cracked the entire bloodline with one word. With with one word and one shot, he got all of them. Paul Heyman included. He got everybody <laughs> with Usi. Usi. And, <laughs> and I was watching. Everybody. <laughs> he, he even got Solo to crack a <laughs> smile. And, you know, it was just, as soon as he said it, Jimmy Uso about dropped his tag titles and about fell on the mat <laughs> laughing. Heyman's over there grinning. Jay Uso is covering his face, but you could see he's laughing. Well, because Roman Jay is just grinning in it. Uh, I mean, remember him and Jay were supposed to be like, you know, Jay was supposed yeah, to be mad at him. Yeah, they were butting heads. I mean, who was like, who had to cover his whole mouth? Yeah, and he tried. Yeah, he tried to turn away from the hard cam, and Roman's like, "No, we may as well just lean into it. Come on, come on," because Roman's already laughing, and it's like it was so good. And then his his performance in the Survivor Series, the War Games match, where. He still didn't wasn't sure where his allegiance was, whether it was with the Bloodline or Kevin Owens, and then, you know, he showed his allegiance to the Bloodline, and just the story has been fantastic, and the payoff is going to be when the Bloodline turns on Sammy, yep, and then Sammy and Kevin Owens will reunite, and that is going to be that's going to blow the roof off because a lot of people are like me, and they have followed these guys for 15 years and they know that they are best friends in real life mm-hmm. and that they've traveled the world together. And that is going to be such a huge pop when the bloodline turns on him and Kevin Owens has his back. That's going to be amazing quality, long-term storytelling, which that's, is something that WWE was next, lacking. Huh? Uh, that, that's your next tag team champions right there. 
Absolutely. I, I'm saying it now. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are going to beat the Usos at WrestleMania for the, for the tag team titles. Because that's, that's a WrestleMania match. That's where mm-hmm. that match should happen. Because that's going to be, if they want to talk about a WrestleMania moment, that is a WrestleMania moment. Mm-hmm. And speaking of WrestleMania moments, there was a return at this past WrestleMania. Yep. Stone uh, Cold Steve Austin had his first match in 19 years. Um, actually, one wasn't even. I totally forgot about that one. <laughs> I was actually mm-hmm. talking about um Cody. Oh yeah, yeah. Cody came back. That's right. We forgot about Cody. Yeah. Yep. Co- Cody left AEW. Had a stellar match on the way out. Put over Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship. Um, and then signed with WWE. Except this time. He came as the American Nightmare with his music, with everything that goes along with that character because Cody was in a position this time to where WWE needed him. Mm-hmm. He didn't need WWE. I mean, he had already helped start a company. You know, he already had a spot here. But there was some, you know, financial issues, contract issues in AEW. And so he went where he felt he could make the most money. I have no issue with that, especially in the, in any kind of sport, make your money while you can, while your body holds up to be able to do what you do. But that pop at WrestleMania, when he came out, everybody knew it was Cody. Yeah. But still, as soon as the, as soon as the, it started before his music and it says wrestling has more than one Royal family, that crowd lost their mind. And then when he came up through the stage, that was it. That was just amazing. And then he had a phenomenal series of matches with Seth Rollins and honestly has proved himself to be the toughest professional wrestler in the world right now because he Mm -hmm. completely tore his pectoral muscle off the bone and wrestled a Hell in a Cell match with it and didn't, didn't bandage it up he didn't shy away from it. They they fed into it when they when Seth would attack attack that you know his pack, and it just the look that black and purple look just really added to the danger of Hell in a Cell. That was one of the ugliest sights I think I've ever seen in wrestling. Though was yeah, uh, he was... took that jacket off and. You could hear the crowd just gasp when he took his when he took his robe off, and they saw the extent of how bad that injury was. And then he put on a classic in one of the mm-hmm. greatest hell, hell in a Cell matches ever against Seth Rollins. Won that match, and then he now he's recovering. Expect him to return at the Rumble. And you know, so it was. That was one of the things. I mean, he was like the biggest news story, and then he was gone because mm-hmm. you know he got hurt really yep. bad. But yeah. uh, you know, if we want to have like categories, you know, for this year, to me, the biggest surprise because really Cody leaving AEW wasn't that much of a surprise because it had been talked about for you know a couple yeah. months leading up to it. But to me, the biggest surprise was the performance Logan Paul put on at Crown Jewel. 
Wow. Uh, yeah, he, I mean, he did, he did good. He much better than expected with his tag match with the Miz at WrestleMania. Uh, his match at SummerSlam was excellent, especially the frog splash from the top rope through the table onto the Miz. Um, was great, especially seeing that live was fantastic. But yeah, his performance against Roman at Crown Jewel was nobody that new to the business should have been that good. And yes, was he he was trained for that match by Shawn Michaels, which of course gives you amazing credibility when one of the best ever is training you. But still, that was his third match and he looked like he'd been doing this for years. And and he put his heart and soul into it and ended up tearing his ACL and MCL. Yes. Yep. Um, or some yeah. And he hurt himself during the match. I mean, he finished mm-hmm. the match. Uh, oh yeah. Know, and they think he hurt it with the um the top rope elbow spot through the announce table. They think that's when. That they think that's when they heard it. Originally, they thought it was when he went for, when he did the buckshot lariat, but uh, they're actually thinking now it was um, how he landed after the elbow drop. But either way, he still toughed it through and finished that match. Yeah, yeah. and just to show, I mean, he had been put into work. He has a lot of a lot of respect for the sport. He doesn't have him mm-hmm. was brothers worse. They don't respect respect for anything else, but they have a lot of respect right. for wrestling and it showed. Yeah. And kudos to Roman because Roman made him look like a million bucks. Roman sold everything like it was a death shot. So kudos to Roman for also putting in the work and helping get Logan Paul over. Oh, I mean, that one was, um, I'm, I'm still, I mean, I need to go back and rewatch that match just to say, was he really that good? And (laughs) yeah, I mean, he really was. And, and of course here lately, the the biggest news story has been, um, Mandy Rose getting fired, which led us to ask the question. And honestly, I mean, I've talked to, you know, other it kind of led other people to kind of ask the same question of how much control should the companies have over um, the performers, you know, like in their personal life. Right. And exactly. Because, you know, Mandy Rose gets fired because it had to have been a fan. Mandy Rose has a. No, they came out. They said, they said who it was. Um, Matt Bloom. Really? Yeah, they said. Oh. I, I, want, I want to say they they came out and said it was Matt Bloom said, which means he was uh, he subscribed either the, or, or to, some he, some or somebody yeah. a fan may have told him somebody yeah. may have told him, but yeah, he was the one who ran it up the chain and said, well, "Hey, here's my you thing. Know, yeah, uh, Matt Bloom, stop snitching on people. She was not hurting anybody. She was making her money. She had a a, a fan site to where." They could get exclusive content if they paid the premium. She wasn't doing anything illegal. He, so, and I didn't know it was him. So he's basically, he snitches on her. So they make her drop the NXT Women's Championship and then fire her the next day. 
Uh, Mandy Rose had completely reinvented herself and become a so much better professional wrestler going back to NXT and turning heel and forming toxic, toxic attraction. 414 days as the NXT women's champion and then just to be fired for something that isn't wrong. She was she had a business venture outside of WWE. You had a billionaire chairman spending tens of millions of dollars in hush money because there were sexual assault allegations against Miss McMahon, but you're going to fire Mandy Rose for doing something completely legal and on her own time. And but like, like really on the show, if mm -hmm. it's not in their contract, you yeah, can't if it's not in her contract and I, I still haven't seen anything that says she was in breach of contract. Exactly. So, and, and I'm, that would have came out by now if she was actually in breach of contract. Um, I think what it was is she was making more money with her fan site than she was probably making with her WWE contract. They also never like the fact that a performer is able to make money outside of WWE and they want to put their hands in the performer's pockets and get some of that money. But in turn, all they did was make it better for Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose has made half a million dollars from her fan site since she got fired. Uh, which makes me want to say, you know what? We need to be friends with Mandy Rose. Yeah. Because her subscription price was 20 bucks. She upped it to 40 after she was fired. And the day she got fired, upped it to 40. She has made half, half a million dollars. Already, they said by the end of this year, which is you know this week, <laughs> yeah, you'll probably be a millionaire before the year's up. And it's uh, like there are two days left. So y'all did, yeah, y'all did not hurt her at all. I mean, nope. wrestling wise, you still didn't hurt her. She could go somewhere else and still, you know, with what she, with the way she's improved and what she's learned about her character work and everything, she could easily go to another company and wrestle. If she doesn't want to wrestle anymore. She still has this this business venture, which is bringing her in, I'm sure, more money than she was making the entire time she was in WWE. So, I still want to be friends. It, I, I still want to be friends with her. You know, she'd buy us. Oh yeah. Cream. Oh yeah. You know, she sure. would. I mean, Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she's got future plans now. One of the things I have in my notes, I definitely want to bring up is some of our future plans. For mm -hmm. the show, because right now we are still got, and I haven't actually talked about it in like a week because just trying to get everything with the with mm -hmm. Christmas and everything up. But we are trying to get a series going on, and it's actually started with our interview on Wrestling with the Truth with BC and J on why we are wrestling fans. Right, right. And so I've already talked to four people who said they would come on, and um. And it's for people with various backgrounds. Mm -hmm. um, and they're all big wrestling fans. Right. You know, um, and in fact, I want to say at least BC, I want to, I'd, I'd like to have both BC and Jay on mm -hmm. the show, you know, and they're the only ones who have any kind of, I guess you want to say affiliation with like, because I don't really call us like official Mm -hmm. you know like officially connected with red we're very loosely connected you know um right you know especially like 
we are loosely associated with the NWF because we've had so many interviews mm-hmm. with them and they they've been great to us as well. Um, I can't yeah. get them over enough. I mean, they they've been fantastic. Um, but BCJ, same thing. I mean, you know, so they're the only ones that have any kind of connection already with wrestling. The other ones, um, one kind of because they they've become friends with Chris Jericho. Yeah, and yeah. um, and then the other ones, you know, the other two so far are friends of ours. Yep. Um, you know. And you know, of course, the funny thing is you haven't you haven't actually met them face to face, but um, but if you come up here, I know you'll meet at least one of them. <laughs> so right. Um, but yeah, that's something I'm actually looking forward to because you know it it, it it's like I said, it, it the idea popped in my head, and now I mean I'd love to see it come to fruition, just like what we did last year with the panel show. Um, I don't think this mm-hmm. would. I don't think this would lend itself to a panel show because it would, um, I I don't think it would lend itself great to that um, because not everybody would have that commonality. It's like, okay, you're a wrestling fan. Yeah. Well, that's too broad. Yeah. You know? um, Yeah. And, and so, I mean, I'm just looking forward to getting all that scheduled because people have conflicts because people, you know, they have families and. um, Right. And, and they work, you know, because we work. Um, unfortunately, yep. we work. Uh, but <laughs> let me put, let me say it again. I like my job. I do actually like my job. Right. I just don't like like working a ton of hours at my job when I can't have a life outside. Now, fortunately, that's kind of yeah. calmed down. But but when I can't do the armchair booking podcast because I'm working, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's like. Uh, but you know, things have calmed down, and I'll be there for you know, until I don't know when now. So, um, right. Cause I still got to pay the bills and I oh, just, yeah. yeah, a credit card. I just had paid off. I just dropped $1,200 on it to fix my car. Right. It had, it had all sorts of things wrong with it. That was not fun, <laughs> but, but <laughs> yeah, we're looking at doing more cross promotions. Of course, you know, the first one obviously is you know wrestling with the truth. Uh, and then the wrestling society, uh, want to do something with the dad world order, you know, if we can, it, um, you know, there's there's definitely schedule conflictions there because they go live right before we start recording on like today. You know, so unless we can mm-hmm. somehow manage to get a joint thing where we're all broadcasting together at the same time, you know, that one may be a little right. tougher. Uh, but that that would be a great time, um, and definitely more interviews. We've already been in talks with people trying to get interviews. Um, with NWF, I want to try to get some others from outside, you know, NWF, maybe some retired wrestlers. And, um, and one thing I need to definitely mention, and because I actually looked this up right before we went on, um, we lost five. There was only five. I was actually kind of surprised, but we lost five, you know, wrestling uh, people who were pretty famous in wrestling. Um, Antonio Noki. Mm-hmm was one of them um yep tim white um mm-hmm. dave hepner judo gene labelle and the one which hit yep. us pretty hard the most scott hall scott hall yep yep yeah uh we found that, that was that, that was a hard one i mean it's yeah. it's I mean, it's sad that they all passed, but yeah, Scott Hall was 
especially since he had done so much work to get himself mm-hmm. in a better place, you know, physically, mentally, you know, he got clean, mm-hmm. he was healthy, and then he was gone. And we found out 15 minutes before we were hitting record. And it's like, and yeah. we caught it, we yep. caught an audible right there on the fly. We're like, whatever. I don't even remember what we were originally going to talk about. Um, I don't either, but it's like, no, it changed we're talk about Scott. right then. And that mm-hmm. one took a little bit for me to even get through like the first 10 minutes of it because yeah. I never thought I'd get a, that emotional about somebody I'd never met, but because it just hit and, you know, so you had to, you had to take over like the first, yeah, I can't even speak. <laughs> <a little bit. laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I think we, I still think, you know, we did a pretty good job, you know, Oh yeah. Um, even, cause even though I was a blubbering idiot, you know, but I mean, you took it and ran with it and I was like, and see, um, Dwaylon is the encyclopedia, and that's why he is delicious Dwaylon. Which, <laughs> by the way, that also happened this year. You know, yep. you acquired your new nickname, um, which is now stuck, dude. Sorry. I mean, you get you need oh, to get yeah, a shirt. That, that's you it. need to get a, get a shirt that says delicious. <laughs> I have to have <laughs> so, my wife make me one. <laughs> there you go. Um, and while we're on a kind of a down note, I, I do want to mention this, um, just because. You see it a lot here lately. I mean, mental health has become a big subject, you know, for us. Mm-hmm. It's also been a big subject just in general. I see a lot of people on social media posting about it. Um, I've seen one particular wrestler, female, she's actually posted, you know, quite a bit mm-hmm. about it, you know, as far as that. And if you have mental health issues, I mean, I'll say this to anybody, it is nothing to be ashamed of. Um, Joelle and I were talking no, yesterday. nothing at all. Yeah, I mean, we were talking yesterday. And you didn't even know, I mean, I've been, I've been seeing mental health professionals since 2011. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you knew I'd seen some, but not, you didn't realize it had gone back that far. I'm like, yeah. Um, right, right. You know, so, uh, but I mean, but it wasn't anything I was trying to hide. I mean, it was just, I've been doing it for so long. I right. just don't, yeah. even, you know, I just don't even think about it. Uh, and I will always yeah. encourage anybody. Now they even have a hotline you can call just for that 988 yeah you have 911 yeah. now you have mm-hmm. 988 you know so that way you don't have to memorize yep. you know unfortunately a suicide hotline you know it's like oh it's the number no, 988 yeah if you have any of those kind of feelings yeah. 988 yeah um <clears throat> and i had a commander once yeah uh, Wall- um mm-hmm. yeah i had a commander ginger wallace lieutenant colonel ginger wallace who by the way is from katie's kentucky just want to throw that in there. Okay. Um, commander's call one time. She said, admitting you need help is not a sign of weakness. It is a sign of strength because you, you are coming out you're being brave and admitting yeah. you need help. Um, and I will say two years ago today, uh, those have been listening to the show for a long time. You may remember this, there was a podcaster out of Canada. He was actually out of Winnipeg named Jordan Garber. And he had actually reached out, you know, and this was when the podcast was only like three months old, four months old. But he had, mm-hmm. you know, he hit us up on like the Facebook page. I managed to, his was the very first podcast I ever went on. And because, and he was interviewing not just wrestlers. I mean, he was interviewing like other sports people. Um, but, you know, he actually kind of, he was 
you know, really helping promote us. I knew, mm -hmm. um, I knew also Jordan was very open about his drug use. And so I knew he was struggling some, mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't realize how bad, but yeah. Two years ago today, I sent him a message through Twitter just to say, Hey Jordan, you know, how you doing? You know, we haven't talked in a while. I just want to try to catch up and maybe we can collaborate again in the future. And about a month later, I found out he had taken his own life the day before. And I oh, had Lord. been, yeah, I had been wanting to reach out to him. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Wanted to reach out to him. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. You know, do it tomorrow, do it tomorrow. The hell with that. I never say I'll do it tomorrow anymore. Exactly. And that's, exactly. yeah. Yep. So, so don't ever think, well, I'll reach out to that person tomorrow. No, if you're worried about him now, reach out to him now. You know, and that's what I say. Exactly. You know, this, this, yeah, that was two years ago. I I, I should have done it two days prior to that, at least probably more. Right. Yeah. You know, but that's, I just don't want to put that out there because I have some other friends who aren't necessarily wrestling fans. They don't necessarily listen to the podcast, but um, they're going through some issues as well. A lot of them military, you know, because, and, you know, um, you know, you do 20 plus years in the military. I mean, it'll take its toll on you, but it, it's not just a military thing. And that's what people need to understand. Um, PTSD is real. It's mm -hmm. also not just, not just a military thing. You know, sometimes we hold on to things from yeah. the past and, you know, we just hold on, hold on, hold on. And it's, it's nothing is ever too big for us to get help. You know, exactly. So I want to, to tell, I mean, that's what I tell people is nothing wrong with getting help. I encourage it. I do it. You know, I've yeah. been seeing, I was, yeah, go ahead. I'll be starting therapy January 10th. I did my new patient intake, um, for myself yesterday, got, you know, paperwork filled out and all that stuff. Talked to the lady who's going to be my therapist. Um, it was just time. I've been dealing with a lot of stuff. I told Steve before we started recording, I've been dealing with mental health issues, especially severe anxiety and depression since I was about 15. And I've tried different medications over the years, several different medications, and they help. But I'm just at the point where I need more help than the medication can get. So there's absolutely nothing wrong. There's no shame in discussing your mental health. There's no shame in getting help for your mental health. Because if you don't take care of yourself, especially it being a husband and a father and, you know, a provider, if I don't take care of myself, I can't take care of them. Yep. As the saying go on a, has it, has it going to when they're giving you the, the safety briefing on the airplane, fix your own mask before you take care of your neighbors. Exactly. Yep. You know, yep. Because if you're trying to help them, all of a sudden it's too late for you to get yours. So, but yep. on a more positive note, I mean, that's some of the things we have going on moving forward, but I'm really looking forward to the new year. We have, as of right now, we have um, one day and, um, one day and two hours left because it's <laughs> yeah for me anyway it's 10 o'clock my time um you know so right. well i'm sorry two days and two hours left and in the year two, 2022 so there's a lot of twos involved in there uh, but you know i'm mm -hmm. i'm i'm looking forward to 
us growing again because we really grew it this year with the help from a lot of people. We had a lot of support. Like, you know, um, I've mentioned Ted the Hillbilly Hill. Been, you know, he's he's been a great help to us. I mean, he he mm-hmm. had us on his show. We 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 were on his show. We were on Wrestling with the Truth. We were on TNC Sports Talk. You know, I, I want to do that more because yes. um, it, it's a little different being the subject of the interview instead of doing the interview. Yeah. You know, um, because as much as what we prepare, all of a sudden we realize, okay, I don't know what questions they're going to ask because sometimes they'll just come out of nowhere. You're like, oh, okay. Uh, you know, not that they mean to catch us off guard, but they'll ask you something. You're like, oh, okay. You know, um, you know, and it's always, we have, um, I've always said, we have not had a bad interview yet on the show and we have not had a bad time being on anybody else's show either. No. And, um, so we're looking forward to growing and expanding again you know, even more, uh, hopefully, you know, uh, oh, and I also found out one of the biggest surprises for us is when I found out we are on IMDb. I'm yeah, still blown away by that. No idea how we got on there. Um, and I've, I've looked up true crime cast, bless their hearts, by the way, mm-hmm. true crime cast is on IMDb. Bless their hearts is not. Yeah. And that's been going on yep. longer than our podcast and they're not, you know, so mm-hmm. there's gotta be some kind of connection. I'm thinking it's when we interviewed buff that got us on there, you know, so probably, yeah, but probably I when we interviewed buff and when we interviewed Chris Harris. Yeah. Chris Harris is another one because, um, and he's another great guy. I want to get him back on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. his, his work schedule has all of a sudden ramped up because he's doing a lot of appearances on weekends outside of the NWF, a lot of fan fest and things like oh, that. Okay. So, um, um but yeah, it's going to be, I, uh, I have a feeling, you know, it's going to be a great year because I think we're going to make it a great year that no mm-hmm. matter what happens, I mean, we're, you know, we're always going to try to turn positive, you know, make a positive out of something that people may perceive as a negative. So now I'm step back, take a mm-hmm. look at everything and go, and I promise I will also not make knee jerk reactions because I did do that a couple of times this year about some situations and, I was a dummy. I admit it. I have no problems admitting <laughs> when I'm dumb, you know, but, uh, but I think we'll make this year great. And everybody send Whalen, you know, hit him up on Twitter at fat underscore daddy 73 and say, mm-hmm. you need to make your way up to Cincinnati to go watch <laughs> NWF shows. So, yep. uh, because we got to make that happen this year. So, Oh yeah, Definitely. Um, but this is the last show of this year. So, cause I don't really foresee anything really big happening in wrestling over the next two days. At least I hope not. If it does, no. well, we just wasted an entire show. <laughs> right. know, but, <laughs> um, but until I see you next year, you know, cause exactly. yeah. Yeah. I, once again, I will say good night, happy new year and God bless. God bless. Happy new year.